Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Jackie Jing and James Beckett. I pointed the wrong way. You're over here. And (laughs) welcome to the Anime News Network After Show Podcast. And we're going to be talking about Made in the Abyss, a ton of headlines, and really excited to chat about the Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie, which we both got screeners to. I got to go to the red carpet, which was super fun, and it was snazzy. Um, Did you get get to meet Piccolo? was... uh... Um, so it's so funny. Lindsay is obviously out. She's not here with us today. Um, she's on a little vacation, um, which is well-deserved because she and I have been like hitting up so many cons and she's always like running around like a mad woman, um, and doing a great job. So hope she's enjoying her vacation. Um, but she literally like, so I didn't expect to hear from her all week. And then she saw the photo that I took on the red carpet of Piccolo I kind of want to read what she was sending me. Let me see if I can find it. But she was cracking me up. Um, I honestly didn't know if that said, was like a real picture Piccolo, at first. Like I kind of Piccolo thought. Piccolo does his taxes. Piccolo has to break up another fight at the bar. Middle management Piccolo. I would watch a movie about middle management Piccolo, to be honest. Like I would. <laughs> it was like we need Piccolo in an awful suit i'm sorry i don't know who was cosplaying i don't want to be mean but like definitely (laughs) yeah so that was definitely one of the highlights without a doubt um and then it was great just to see all the stars and to be honest like it's just always wild to me how far we've come with anime that there are red carpets in la with celebrities like jay farrow from snl showed up and there was like all these basketball players and and WWE wrestlers and stuff. Like it's just like crazy to me, James. I know my like ten year old self that played Dragon Ball Z in the playground at recess would be so vindicated right now. That uh, I know all those all those uh, dumb bullies that told me that I was going to be a, a weird nerd about cartoons for my whole life. I mean, Which they were right, but yeah, <laughs> they were right. But uh, <laughs> it's no longer as weird it's just kind of weird instead of yeah so we won we won i agree actually it was funny i um i hosted the jujutsu kaisen panel um for crunchyroll expo and at the end they were like jackie thank you so much you know and i was like i was like i don't even know what 12 year old jackie would be thinking right now because i literally was bullied and i literally ate lunch in the bathroom by myself like in a bathroom stall like you see that on tv and it's like i literally had to do that because like i had nowhere to go and i was so embarrassed and didn't want to like sit by myself in the lunchroom you know and uh it was because i had sailor moon like stickers inside my locker which i thought was super cool you know what i mean like to me it was like the best thing ever you know but yeah. Well, now you now people are like driving. I don't know if they have them out in California, but yeah, here in, in Colorado, we got plenty of uh, 
proud weeb trash that uh they get those, oh really like, there's like there's car decals where like the entire car is just covered in like anime you guys really characters yeah. we definitely don't have that in la i mean i kind yeah. of would but like um i'm just like you know okay maybe, uh, there's, maybe there's one car that lives near me especially i gotta say it's a they're a little shameless because uh yeah let's just say that um the, the amount of cleavage just all over that car is more than you would expect Really, for any vehicle. Um, oh, then, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> I don't, but whatever, right? I'm not going to lie. Again, my car in high school, I had I put some of the Sailor Moon, um, like, photos up there. You know what I mean? Or, like, uh, stickers oh, on yeah. the back. I was like. No, I'm, I'm talking, he has the, like, I'm talking, like, anime girl the size of the car door. Like, oh, you know what? When I was at Crunchyroll Expo, they had cars that were, like, decked out like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, all right here we go you know um anyway so i guess talk to me about the movie what were your thoughts spoiler free everybody don't worry spoiler free spoiler yeah. free we're not gonna you know do anything or say anything that that you know is inappropriate so yeah so so um not getting into any spoilers um i thought the movie was really good uh for the most part there there was some stuff that um and uh, we, we might have a, a more spoiler-filled discussion uh, later on that you guys can catch up on um, to hear about some of the stuff that maybe wasn't quite as smooth, but um, I thought it was really funny. I was really surprised at like how much I was laughing for most of the movie, especially because Dragon Ball humor can be kind of hit and miss. Um, yeah, and I thought a lot of the humor in this movie actually really worked. And I really liked... I, I was really pleasantly surprised by the CGI. Um, this is the first, I, I believe it's the first ever Dragon Ball movie to be 100% um, 3D animation. And obviously, being anime fans that have had to watch a lot of shows over the past few years, we've seen that the computer, even even the feature films, the computer generation can be great sometimes and not so great sometimes. And yeah. this really, and, and the best parts felt, it kind of felt like, it felt like you had just jumped into the 2D Dragon Ball world, but you just happened to get a more <laughs> Did you put this up? At it. No, I didn't. Chris put oh. it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is, uh, this is by the way, that... not for Piccolo from the movie. I feel like this would deter a lot of people from wanting to see the movie. Yeah, no, the Piccolo in the movie looks wonderful. Uh, Jackie, have you been watching that show, The Rehearsal, with Nathan Fielder? No. This guy makes me think of Nathan from Nathan for You, like that he somehow or another got roped into doing some kind of okay, cosplay business. I think business. the worst part of the um, cosplay is that his hair is sticking out the back and it looks like he's balding <laughs> Piccolo, though we know like, he's already bald, but it's just like almost like, what is happening here? Like, I don't know. To be honest, the face paint's exceptional. It's just like the suit. Like, I just wish he would have, if he came in like the Piccolo outfit, you know, with the shoulder pads and everything, like that would have been great for the carpet but it's the fact that he's in a suit i've been playing a lot of the yakuza games recently and this guy straight up looks like one of the one of the strange people that would come fight you on the street in the middle of like an especially goofy yakuza side story oh, like man. you could have if you told me that got ripped straight out of a yakuza game and photoshopped in there i'd probably believe you yeah um that's not, that's not even a criticism i love yakuza i'm just saying no uh, dude yakuza that like I've never played them, but like just the amazing things I've heard about those games, just like how funny they are, because the translations were really funky in the back back in the day, right? So they would like translate yeah. it, and they would be saying like absurd stuff, but like it just looks so fun. Um, 
But okay, so overall, you you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I would say um, I haven't really kept up with the super show, mm-hmm. but of the super movies that I've watched, like, um, does Resurrection F count as super? Or is, is that Yeah, I think so. I think that's actually the, like, first movie. It's like the first Dragon arc, Ball. right? Yeah. yeah, like, it's the um, first so, Dragon Ball super movie. Because so you know how you're all I've Dragon watched. Ball super yeah. colon, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure. Anyway, you keep on talking. <laughs> no, I was just saying, of, the, of those ones, uh, super... Um, the um the one of the beerus the battle of gods i'm That's wrong Dra- it's dragon ball z colon resurrection f okay that, I, I thought the, so I the, the transition from super. z to super was a little weird but yeah i think that it, that kind of covers the transition but i thought that it was dragon ball z. anyway sorry i messed up but yeah no yeah it's it, it's a little confusing but point being uh, of the recent movies i've seen i think it's definitely my favorite um, really? If only because the, the animation I thought was really, really good for the most part. Okay, so Charles said Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F are the first two super movies. They make the first... Yeah, but the the movie said Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah, Candid said they're both Z. I'm not sure, y'all. I, I know it's kind of like in the transition to super. Like, so we can, I think, all agree on that. But, um, so for me... Um, I definitely liked Broly better. I think Dragon Ball Super Broly is like one of the best, not just anime movies. I think it's like just one of my favorite things to watch because I absolutely loved, um, you know, the, there being like this, like see other saying out there, right? Because we always hear about like Vegeta and uh, Goku, obviously. And then like Broly comes out of nowhere. And then in the past movies, they made Broly just kind of like, for lack of a better word, a himbo meathead, which he still kind of is. But now his like, he, he's not just screaming the whole time. Like there's reasons to why he's so his unbridled. Right. Um, so like, I, I just loved the backstory with Broly um, for this one. Um, I just didn't feel as much hard as I did with Broly. I felt like Broly had a lot of touching moments. This one was definitely more comedic. And I think that um, the biggest part of this movie is that like Gohan and Piccolo are back. Right. And like, they're, they're like, this is their movie, which is super cool. I think like no matter what, um, this movie will be Piccolo and Gohan's movie, which is just super cool. Um, but I think that it was, I think I like Broly better, but I still think this is a really good time. And um, honestly, if you're a Dragon Ball fan, you need to experience Dragon Ball movies in the theater. Like there's no reason for you to like, wait till this comes out on streaming because it's all about the action. It's all about the fight scenes. It's all about being in an anime theater and everyone getting like hyped up together and having a great time. Right. Um, And so yeah, I think that it was really strong. I really liked the new characters a ton. Um, and I really, yeah. it was really nice to see Gohan and Piccolo again. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the new characters, are we, James? I forgot. Um, I, I think there's some, I think we can talk about some of the new characters. I think there's some other details regarding um, some developments in the last uh, kind of quarter of the movie okay okay i remember about. what you said now but okay. I, if, if you're, if you're talking I, I think we can, we talk, can talk about, about gamma. gamma yeah i think we can talk about gamma one they, and gamma they were the best part of they rule i love them yeah and without gamma. yeah without like spoiling anything i agree with you like i was kind of interested in like what they were going to bring to the table right because i was like 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I was just yeah. like, what, what, who, who are they? Like, what's the deal? And they're, they're really, really charming and um, have a really great story. Um, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely enjoyed them. And then I think what I really enjoyed too, like I said, was like, Gohan's like back in a sense. Right. Cause like, we've just seen, you don't really know super, but like a lot of people have been like, what happened to Gohan? Cause like, you know, he had such a profound impact and um you know was such was easily the best part of the ending of the cell saga and then just kind of has been like a dad you know oh no i know one of my i think i even i want to say a, a couple years ago we, we wrote about like i think we, we did an article i want to say it was like on biggest anime disappointments or biggest biggest anime regrets i can't remember the the exact subject but i it's remember what i wrote about was, on it well, it was the the Boo saga for me was a huge letdown at the time. I've I've come to appreciate it more as an adult. Oh my god! Thank God. When I was a kid, I was super mad about the Boo saga because my boy Gohan. Um, I mean that uh that one arm Kamehameha he did against Cell at the end of the Cell arc is that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life as a nine year old. That was like that I became a man when I saw that, yeah. <laughs> um, or I felt like I did. And so I was always really bummed that he took a huge backseat in in the boo um in the mm. boo arc. So I was really excited that he actually got some time to shine. Yeah. Well it's funny Charles uh just said that Gohan was supposed to be the new protagonist after Goku died, but the editors of Shonen Jump forced Toriyama to bring Goku back because he was so popular. And I, I think I've heard that before. Um but I think that's what makes this movie even more special is that like it's Gohan. You know what I mean? It's like Gohan. It, it honestly, it's it's Piccolo's story, I think, more than anything. I was gonna say Piccolo, I think, is he gets he's a star for the, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I think it's also just nice because we see like Gohan come back too. Honestly, mm. there's a lot of classic characters. We see Krillin, um, and I, I'm like really excited what they did with his character. Um, Bulma's obviously back, and she's just the baddie that she always is. Um, and then Pan had, I thought, a really yeah. good arc. Yeah. So, like, it's a lot of, like, characters that, I don't know, I just, like, was just, like, so happy to see them again, you know? So, I think I that thought was... Pan was really cute. Um, especially because I haven't seen Pan since uh, GT, which I know people don't like to talk about. But I'm most familiar with Pan. No, people from, really um, disliked Pan from GTs, from, from what uh, I've gathered. I never watched GT. I watched it at the time. I, I liked it at the time, but obviously yeah. it's not anywhere near as good as like the, the heights of the, the Android saga or the Cell saga or the Frieza yeah. saga. But I, I think, and granted, I haven't actually sat down to watch GT in like 15 years. So yeah, um, don't quote me. So on this, who let's, who's, which, what's, are you a Cell saga person? Is that your favorite? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, See, 100%. I love Frieza. I love the Frieza saga. Like, Frieza's I love good. the Ginyu Force. Yeah. I love Zarbon. I think Zarbon, I love Raditz. I love Nappa. Like, I just felt like there was so, like, they're different, right? They're very different. Like, like Cell is the main baddie and he's so bad, right? Like, through all the mm -hmm. Cell saga and just so evil. Like, I think he is, like, a really great villain. But, like, the Frieza saga just has so many iconic like side characters that like for me i love it and then i just think oh, yeah. frieza is just such a great villain like frieza is just like oh man i i so for me i, I lean a little bit more towards uh like i appreciate cell saga but i think frieza is definitely my favorite but i always like love when people say cell rarely do i hear people say boo and i agree with you i'm not the biggest fan of the boo saga i do think it got interesting towards the end but like all of the boo eating candy stuff like i was just like 
Yeah, and I, I I might catch some flack for this, but I've I've never liked Goten, and um, I know really? my friends obsessed with Trunks and Goten. Why? Why don't I you can't. like Goten? Why? I don't but like. Um, I think, and again, a lot of this come, come kind of comes back to the nostalgia factor. But by the time the Buu saga was sort of reaching like the the there was a lot of Gotenks, um, a lot of Super Saiyan three Goku. Um, not only was I bitter that the Gohan um, was done so dirty during the Buu saga, but I, I found Goten to be really bland. Like the thing I love about Gohan is that he's so different from Goku, right? He's such a, you know, he he's um, the, I guess you could say like the, the human part of him, I feel like is a lot more present. Like he feels a lot more vulnerable than Goku. Yes, um, definitely. And obviously in one of the big things in super is that you know he's much more focused on things like academics right yeah um, and i always like that i like that he could be the cool nerdy kid that you know gets his homework done but also can kill cell and to me goten just felt like kid goku all over again just from like back in the early dragon ball days and no, i don't know it just never worked for me but i i can i mean he's charming so i i get it i get i get the appeal yeah, I I think I'd like Goten more for his relationship with Trunks. You know what I mean? Like that they're kind of yeah. like a duo. Like I think it's not really like I never even think of like Goten singularly. Like I just I'm like, oh, that you know, like there's the two little ones just acting a fool, you know. Um, yes. and Trunks is also an, a fantabulous character. But okay, we could talk about um just the epicness of Dragon Ball forever. But um, so yeah, I definitely would say that uh, it's one of the better Dragon Ball movies. Um, I thought it was a really good time. I personally liked Broly better, but I think that it's like, you have to go see it in theaters. I, I would by no means be like, wait till it comes out on streaming, like go see this in theaters. Like it's an anime movie. And, um, also I forgot to touch on this, but James, I do agree with you. Um, considering that the whole thing CG, I, uh, I thought that it looked great. I, did you, you'd watched it at home, obviously. Sorry, you weren't. I did. And unfortunately, yeah. just for technological reasons, I, I had to watch it on a relatively tiny screen. And so I, I really wish I could have seen some of those bigger moments on, on the big screen because uh, they really take advantage of the CG. Like the camera's always moving um, and not in like a bad handshakers way, but in like, it, it feels very, no, the movement was cinematic. very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I thought it was really fun. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but some of the fight scenes are just really, really, really badass. I don't know how else to say it. So, um, anyway, yeah, I think I would, I would definitely tell people to go see it. And I thought it was fun. What would final thoughts on it? Like if you can give a little summary. Uh, I would say if, if you like. Uh, what's what's the name of the fighting game? Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse. If you've ever wanted oh to see like some of the sillier, goofier, crazier moments from Dragon Ball Xenoverse, but with like a much higher budget and with more focus on the original characters, then I think you'll get a really big kick out of this. I, I agree with Jackie. It's not going to. Um, I don't think it, I don't think anyone is going to walk away from it saying that it has like the deepest story or the most intense character development of any of these uh, Dragon Ball arcs and movies. But I think when it comes to sheer, just fun, goofy comic book spectacle, I'd say it's pretty top tier Dragon Ball. Yeah, no, it was a good time for sure. I think it's like you always get, uh, I don't know. Anime movies tend to always be like fun. You know what I mean? Um, but then mm -hmm. you're just like with Dragon Ball, I just think like, 
um i don't know i just put a lot of pressure on these movies i'll be honest like i want them to be really really good because it's it's just it brings me back to my youth so i think that it, it definitely did that and it was a good time but um now let's move on to headlines and james you got a couple of them so if you want to do little summaries i do i do um i don't okay. think i have the screen share uh right now but um, i can i can post the links in the chat for anyone that wants to um okay follow along but uh, the first uh, story that i thought was pretty interesting um it felt kind of like a blast in the past to be honest um oh no can i not post in the regular chat you're not oh. allowed i don't know oh no <laughs> well, um, it's it's on the front page of Anime News Network if you want to visit AnimeNewsNetwork.com for all of your anime news. Um, one of the big stories that came out this week was the uh, Psycho Pass is getting an another film. Um, it's celebrating its 10th anniversary, which is a little ridiculous because I remember watching that show in college, uh, the first season, um, the one that everyone loves. And the fact that it's hitting its 10 year is, is just a little, um, a little absurd. Um, yeah, I wonder why it's taken that long. Yeah, well, it's so funny um, because I know now, Jackie, did you watch Psychopaths at all? Have you kept up with that franchise? I've watched a little bit of the beginning. Remind me of the, if I'm, I hope I'm thinking of the right anime, but it's something where like dark post-apocalyptic and like people um, would like go crazy, right? Or something like that. And like they, they check their passes, like they would like lose it or something like that. Am I making yeah, it so up? Okay, no, I was like, so, so, you look like I was talking nonsense. And I was like, maybe I'm thinking of the completely wrong anime. But. No, no, no. I think so. It is kind of like, um, sort of like a dystopian future. And the idea is that, like, um, it's basically they have this, this, this system in place that sort of determines whether or not someone is going to be like a criminal or going to be um, at risk for committing, you know, acts of violence or whatever based off of their, like, psychological profile, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, uh uh, it reminded me a lot of like um, Minority Report almost, and the idea that there's like this, um, there's there's like this algorithmic system that has this this hold over society and this hold over you know um, which people are being targeted by law enforcement or not, mm -hmm. and um, it kind of asks some of the interesting questions about like nature versus nurture and about you know um, how much of you know a criminal's I guess actions are sort of rooted in like the system that they're a part of or how much of it is like their own personal choice. So again, 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 Urobuchi wrote it. Then it's gotta be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so wrote uh, Madoka and uh, a really excellent season of Common Rider among other things. Oh my gosh. But, um, I, I know that did. I can't think of the name right now. Thunderbolt fantasy. Yes, and Thunderbolt Fantasy puppets. So amazing. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, Thunderbolt Fantasy. I've only watched like a few episodes, but I've always been like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, also, uh, James, do you want to add screen to the stream right now or no? Because we can do that. Oh, I, 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 oh we can? Um, well, no, like in our private chat, like uh, Chris in the back can, can throw it up. So just if you want to throw up anything on the screen, just let him know in the chat. Um, yeah, here, let me, uh, let me see if I can share this. Cause I'm looking at the article right now and it's pretty cool. Um, they have like a new poster. Um, and I'm pretty sure these are the same characters, right? Like, I feel like I remember the, the girl in the middle. So. Yeah. And it's kind of shown like yeah. how they've all evolved and changed over the years. So I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah. So it's shown oh how gosh, they've how all evolved. Cute! And, oh, you're yeah. right. It's shown how they, they've grown up. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and, got some, I, and I, I will admit, I haven't. Why I I heard so many terrible things about season two that I kind of fell off of the, uh, I kind of fell off of the the series. So um, yeah, I only. Here? I hate when that happens. Like Tokyo Ghoul, amazing season one, right? And then, um, like what did like I don't even know what the hell was going on. I I, I don't know if it was quite season two, but they had like a new arc, and it was like not right. Um, and then Promise Neverland. So it happens sometimes. It's unfortunate. I don't Promise Neverland never got a second season. I don't know. Why. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Stop. No, that's, yeah. That that's be, pretty that much. Right. Yeah. That's that that's right. exactly it. So we'll just pretend that's the same. <laughs> but um yeah this is one that i've always been like jackie like you need to watch this it's on the <laughs> it's on the anime watch list which now has three bazillion titles on there but yeah someday i'll get to it um but yeah okay so that's super exciting uh what's our second headline uh, and the second headline is um that we have a new uh new studio trigger project Although this one Yay. is not, it is not the cyberpunk, uh, the, the cyberpunk adaptation, but Delicious in Dungeon is getting an adaptation by Trigger. Uh, we don't really know much other than that, other than the fact that um, I think it uh, uh, it looks like Studio uh, Trigger produced, they produced a commercial back in 2019. So they've been linked to the project before um, to mm -hmm. advertise the manga, but um, but all we really have is this is this uh, kind of key art poster right here um, with the the descending staircase and the creepy critters. Um, yeah. And I, I, it has been a hot minute since I read um, the first couple of volumes of Delicious in Dungeon. It has been a while. But yeah. I remember I'm really to, liking it. I'm trying to find the article um, so I could take a closer look. But um, it's interesting. I When I think of... Uh, Trigger, I usually think of post-apocalyptic world, right? Because I think of like Kill a Kill and Gear and Lagan and um, oh my gosh, Promare. I was like, why can't I think of the last one, you know? Yeah. Um, and so this definitely just from what I've seen, it looks like a much different direction, but I'm intrigued, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's gonna have like little witch academia vibes, kind of more yeah. cozy, heart. That's true, yeah. Yes, definitely little witch academia vibes for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like just as of late, I always think of them with post-apocalyptic, but you're right. Little Watch Academia. So maybe it'll be just like cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, so and some anyway. really well animated anime food, which is always nice to see. Yeah. I mean, they, they just kill it. Like I, I can't like whenever, actually, you know, what's interesting. People are always asking me for anime recommendations and I should probably just tell them studio trigger. Like I should just tell them actually premiere. Like that's a great one. Because, you know, like, Primaire, yeah. you don't have to yeah, commit Primaire to a Little season. Witch, be great. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was like, Promare is actually a really good recommendation. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to be like, Jackie, just from now on, just be like that. Um, even, so, Girl, even Girl Lagan, I think, is a fairly solid, like, you know, it's it's a oh, little good. weird. But it's I think it's the kind of weird that even non-anime fans can can get. Yeah. Um, Kill La Kill would probably be the one where it's like, you might need to watch a few shows before you jump into Kill Oh my God, Kill. I love Kill La Kill. I love I do too. Kill I do too. So much. It's so great. I, it was nice to see that people are still cosplaying it after all these years. It's getting kind of old. So I know that one's also, I mean, gosh, that what, was that 2014 or was that earlier than that? I thought Kill it was earlier than that. Let me see. Kill La Kill. Oh man. 
Gosh, I want to watch is it. Is it right also now. a decade old? Because it. that's just 2013, really actually. You're pretty close. It's close to a decade old, but I mean, you were close. 2014, like, I mean, it's fate. Yeah. But um, amazing. I love Satsuki. I think she's like just the greatest, one of the greatest anime characters of all time. I just like so frightening and then such a mm-hmm. baddie. Anyway, we digress. Um, so yeah, those are our headlines. Also, like really, I know that you were suggesting to talk about this too, James, but Skate's getting a second season, Skate the Infinity. Yeah. Um, which I didn't watch it, but um, I know Lindsay was a fan. I don't know if you watched it. I watched a good amount of it. I don't know if I finished the first season. Um everything just gets so busy right around in the seasons right now but it is good and yeah. i think you'd really dig it it's not it's yeah. nowhere near as goofy as birdie wing so i mean it is goofy like i'm not going to try to tell you that it's not a, a ridiculous show but i would say yeah. it's a bit more grounded and a bit less campy than birdie wing i think you would i think you dig it okay all right well maybe um again adding to the watch list uh i recently started watching hunter hunter oh that yeah. was that was a blind spot for me and um it's been slow for me to be honest i'm in episode 12 and i'm kind of like but you know what caught my attention because i had it rolling in the background um was Killua ripping out that dude's heart and then i was like what just happened I don't know if you remember that part, but I was like, I was oh, like, man. I've been like, okay, like they're introducing all the new characters and they're like battling yeah. their way. And like Hasoka is obviously scary, but it's like, you know, I, I, I'm just like, you know, like it's cool, but it's just like, nothing's been like, oh my God, I'm so into this now. And I want to see what happens, you know? But when Killua ripped that dude's heart out, I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm still giving yeah. it a chance because we're 11 episodes in and I'm not like in love with it yet. So I'm still going to give it a chance because it's kind of just like a legendary one. Um, But yeah, so. No, I know how you feel. I watched, I don't, I want to say we got at least 12 episodes in. We watched quite a bit of it um, for the anime club that I run with my school. Uh, We watched like a decent amount of um, the first, gosh, at least 12, if not like maybe almost 20 episodes. And I, I might lose a little bit of my anime cred, but I also kind of had a hard time getting into it. Yeah. So people love Hunter know. Hunter though. That's why I I'm know. like, I have to like, they're obsessed with Ahsoka. Um, I mean, obviously Gon is like, everyone just says he's like best boy. And I think a lot of people like Killua too, but I I've just like, Leorio is funny, but I'm just like, it's just like, I haven't like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe it'll get better later. Uh, at first, like 30 episodes of Hunter Hunter are kind of slow, but the following arcs are incredible. So maybe we have to give it a little okay. more. Okay. We'll see. It's my bad. Because right, right after I fell off of Hunter Hunter is when I started watching Gintama. And that's that show really worked for me. Really? So maybe okay, so maybe yeah. I need to watch Gintama. I never finished Black Clover either. Oh, I couldn't even. I I was one of those guys where his his voice was just too much for me. You were just like, I'm not about it. I couldn't. I mean, I hate to say it. It was kind of just a copy of Naruto, and they just made them like a little bit more fantasy. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I was just. It has a lot of fans. I've seen a lot of my mutuals on Twitter will sing its praises. So I have no doubt that it's really found its stride. But yeah, someone said Yu Yu Hakusho. That's classic. I've I've seen Yu Yu Hakusho. We watched that back in the day on. uh, Old I want an HD no, remake of Yu Yu Hakusho so bad. Yeah, I want, I want it to be remade too. I want it to be remade too. I think that they could animation wise, like really. I mean, that Yu Yu Hakusho is old. It's it, what is that? Nineteen ninety. It's, it's early. Like, I mean, that has to be early or late. 
Um, I'll look it up. That's yeah, I was like, someone right? Google it. We'll just Google it. But um, I mean, I wa- I watched it on uh, on um, Toonami, but I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I watched like, it on Adult Swim. I'm pretty was. sure. Um, 1992, you know the year of my birth. 92. I was yeah. gonna guess 94. Nah, 30 Wild. years old. That is well. Uh, sorry, 30 in October. It'll be 30 in October. Wow. Okay. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, I wrote that down actually because I work on the social team here, and I'm like, I better not forget that. But um, anyway, let's start talking about Made in the Abyss. Um, definitely uh not one of the saddest episodes we've seen, but I would say um intensity-wise, it really picked up. Like this was like pretty like whoa, what the hell is going on? At least in my opinion. Um, well, I was gonna so- ask you, I was gonna ask you, did you because I know that this the season you were feeling a little rocky with it just because of how dour and depressing. This episode I thought was um, a lot more action and I thought less perverted stuff and stuff that made me cringe happening. Um, We still got a little, but it wasn't anywhere near as bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean there, and there was pretty gory. Like one, one of the hollows got like compute. Oh my gosh. It was like the shopkeeper hollow. He like, you know, the jelly thing got him and then he was just like, his skin was melting. And I was like, Oh yeah. 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 When they were, when it was like the Kaiju fight, like the hollow. Yeah. That was fun. Um, but I was just like, Holy, you know, but anyway, I don't want to, I want us to do a synopsis really quick. So James, do you just want to like say briefly, like what happened during the episode to everybody? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, this is maybe one of the most straightforward episodes. um, Do you want to share your screen too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have the the yeah. So um, it's uh kind of straightforward because uh, we get a quick recap uh where we're reminded that uh, Rico has to decide uh, whether or not she wants to trade her eyes, um, her legs, or half of her organs in order to rescue uh, Midi and Nanachi. Uh, but before she can make that decision, um, our boy uh, Majikaja or Majikaya, um. Kind of rescues Rico and yeah, kicks her out of that bad situation really quickly. Like, I was kind of surprised he did that because I find the hollows to be, I, I guess, no, I guess I'm not surprised, but I think, like, with Kai, is it Kaya or Kaja? Maybe I, I, so Kaja. I looked it up, I looked it up, and I think it's Kaya. Okay, so with, with Kaya, I I've, I've just found Kaya to be very robotic and not care a lot about humans or, or care about anyone. You know what I mean? Like he, he just like his delivery is just like, and now he will be ripped to shreds because he disobeyed. You know what I mean? It's like, I just never yeah. feel empathy. So when, when Kaya was like, don't, don't do that. Like, I was like, it kind of like took me back. Like, you know, I, I don't know if you felt that way or not, but I was like, Oh, okay. Kaya is like, well, protecting yeah, him. I think it, and something, and they bring it up actually later on in the episode, where um, where Mugi even talks about how, you know, compared to Rico, the Hollows are not really, they, they don't really operate out of selflessness, right? Yeah, uh, we've seen this whole season that they're they're literally kind of defined by by their own pleasure and their own desire. Like their whole bodies have been, you know, shaped to accommodate whatever they want the most, and so. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this season, it's been a little hard to read Kaya, and not just because he's a fart cloud in a robot body, but also because he, you know, he only he's talked about Riku a lot in regards to like how much how valuable she is, and so it's hard to know like how much 
is he helping them because of you know how valuable the kids are versus you know out of any genuine like goodness or friendship and yeah. i think this scene he does still mention like the sort of that Rico's kind of tossing away her her value by by giving in to um Bailoff's deal but he he does still help them like he you know he 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 kind of spirits her away and keeps her from from sacrificing those things and so i think i think i don't know if there's i mean we've also seen that like ma was willing to sacrifice themselves to no. to rescue Manya and Rico so i th i think we're supposed to start seeing that there are you know there is you know, community and there is goodness in these creatures. It's maybe just a little buried underneath all of like the kind of perverted, weird desires that, yeah. that motivate a lot of them. Like maybe there's just a little bit of human. I think it just shocked me because he seems so inhuman. Like he just seems mm -hmm. so literally like a fart cloud in a puppet. Like, I don't know how else to yeah. say it. You know what I mean? So I was like, he's like, um, the, the pink one that we see later, not Ma, the one that can like speak, um, you know, human tongue is actually pretty, seems pretty compassionate and, um, aware of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, just seems more conscious, I guess more, I don't know, maybe I'm making that up, but like, no, yeah. just, for me, I was like, when I saw Kaya did that, I was shocked, but here I didn't mean to interrupt it just sometimes I get excited. So, but yeah, I keep on no, going. No, I, I think it's one of the bigger moments of the episode because that, Kind of because Caius rescues Rico, um, Rico and uh, Voico and uh, everyone in the village basically encounter the luring, which is where, because none of the villagers can leave the village, they're all like, they literally are bound there um, in order to, um, and it was kind of unclear or maybe ambiguous as to whether they were doing this for food or whether they were doing it for kind of for like money to like, increase their value by helping kill a big creature. Um, they lure these outside forces into the village to fight them. And that's that's sort of how they keep their village running and keep it prosperous. And um, the creature that they lured in this time, we learn at the very end of the episode, it's like a mass of tiny little worms that are all attached to like this queen hive structure. And uh, like you said earlier, and I think I might have even gotten a picture of it. Um, it melts faces. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, I um, was like, I was honestly like, I mean, it's it's mainly this. We see very, very messed up things happen, you know, but um, I was like, this is pretty intense, especially because the shopkeeper yeah. was so nice and turned Prushka into something like really remarkable, which I'm sure you'll talk about too, but. Yeah, we um, Prushka has kind of ev uh, evolved as a white whistle. Um, the shopkeeper was able to to unlock the potential, I guess, of of Prushka's uh, white whistle form. So now, um, now she's actually like a proper whistle instrument that can be used, which becomes really important later. Um, we, we got that weird moment where <laughs> where the the little stone crafter guy uh, admitted that one of the reasons he did it was because it literally like uh made him climax which was kind of an um, unnecessary I detail that. yeah i missed that yeah yeah and it's um like what? the subtitles yeah it might have been, the subtitles are like being laid on top of the the hollow language or the the japanese hiragana katakana um subtitles but um yeah that he says that like uh, working on the whistle made me feel so good. It made me climax. And it's like, okay, thank you. 
We didn't need to know that, but okay, thank you. Um, it's just but either way, yeah, I know. Yeah. Either way, even if you did it for selfish reasons, it still helped uh, our girl Rico out because um, she came up with a whole um, crazy plan to take down this monster because uh, Dremo, the nasty looking uh, third sage that took over Voiko's spot, couldn't do it with his giant phallic sword. And so instead, um, Rico has to cut her hair and um kaya gets like a cool kind of upgrade he goes super like, saiyan yeah he gets like a power up which is pretty nice uh, he gets like his battle suit and then um even uh, that's not quite enough to take down the monster though and so because of the the shopkeeper's weird fetishistic uh, uh whistle work uh, rico is able to um summon prushka's or use prushka's kind of magical whistle properties to summon reg and he also gets kind of a power up it was like a, almost like a palette swap in a fighting game where uh his skin got darker and his helmet got uh got turned white and um that that's actually what allowed them to to destroy the monster and kind of save the day yeah it was interesting um because later he just went back to his original form um it just like kind of like faded but Anyway, I think, yeah, that's pretty much the synopsis there. I have a lot of questions. Um, I think uh, first, like, so the power-ups all came, well, the power-up for Kaya came from the hair. And then yeah. um, the power-up for Reg came from the um, Prushka whistle, right? Yes. And, yeah. and um, uh, Bonjun explains that one of the, what a whistle does really is it kind of unlocks the true power of relics. And so that's what... That's what that's what shows you that the the stonework guy did his job and, and that Pushka's really been turned into the a true white whistle. So my question is who was everyone else's white whistles? That is a good question, yeah. <laughs> because um uh they they do say that like the there has to be a it's connection. Like a crystallized person. Yeah. yeah, it's like a person. Um we don't know. Yeah, I guess we um that what's that's a really fascinating question. Yeah, what's interesting is that um, Well, no, actually, I'm sorry. We do know Bondrew made his out of himself. We do know that. He did explain that he Bondrew he used that. his original body to make that whistle. Okay, so we know Bondrew's. Um and but I think it was just interesting because we saw Prushka talk to um, Rico. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if it was Rico's mind making that up. Uh, you know what I mean? But it to me, it was like, oh, wow, maybe maybe we'll see Prushka more. Like, you know what I mean? Like just popping up in this kind of uh, like celestial form. I don't even I don't even know how you describe it. But then I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a one time thing and her just, you know, imagining it. But I thought that was kind of cute. And I, I love Prushka and yeah. I absolutely hate what happened to Prushka. Oh God, I don't this I think it's like the so only up. it's like the only way to not be completely devastated by the ending of the movie is to, you know, to think that she still gets to like be with her friends in some form. You know, she's not completely one hundred percent gone. So she's um, alive though, or it's just like her spirit. I think it's her spirit, but I, like I, they've mentioned a couple times, like I think she is to some degree, like she is conscious, like she is yeah. like there is like a part of her that is still. Dude, I hate like, Bondrud. Like, <laughs> how could he turn? First of all, he turns children into like putty people, 
And then yeah. <laughs> he, some of the children, if they're, um, you know, extraordinary in his opinion, got turned into cartridges, right? Like, I'm just like, the hell? I don't even got words. I hope I I, he's probably not dead too, which is like another part of this anime that I don't like. Like at least give us the satisfaction after all of the sorrow that you've put us through. At least like let him be offed. You know what I mean? (laughs) But he needs to be offed in a terrible way. I'll be honest. Like I thought that they were going to off him in the movie. And then I was like, this ain't good enough. Like for him, you know, like I, I need this guy to suffer. And so, I mean, maybe Maybe they just, I mean, and he's, he is a, like, not a great villain in the sense that, like, I like him, but it's just, like, he's a very, one of the better villains I've seen, because he's just, like, so awful, you know? You're just, like, how could you be like this, you know? Um, But I do think- last week you were talking about how your great hope for the ending is that they're able to, like, destroy the abyss, so maybe in, like, that final- that final destruction, the we'll, we'll get like a nice shot of Bonju getting smushed by something. Yeah, n- you know what would actually be great is if like they um, seal off the abyss permanently, and he's like somehow trapped in there and has to continuously go all the way down and up and down and up and just be like tortured <laughs> for his life. And that's how the seal stays on. I don't know how that would work, but that would probably make me really happy and be somewhat of a fitting end honestly just saying that out loud yeah that just saying that out loud made me happy (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like i'm i'm definitely not a good person either but i'm just like i i just absolutely despise that character like so much but um yeah okay let's talk about some other stuff though i think let's go back to the beginning and um not sure what's going on with Hanachi. Like, so I thought maybe you could talk about that a little or not Han Nanachi. I said Hanachi, Nanachi. Um, because I'm was a little confused as to why why Kaja or Kaya didn't want um Rico to do anything. Like, I guess because we said like she they Kaja didn't want her to lose her value, you know what I mean? Like, because I guess she would have been stuck in this this awful state. I guess I was just kind of confused by the whole thing and thought maybe you have a better sense. Well, I think Nanachi, I think they've they've really sort of resigned themselves. I think they've they've regressed a bit. Like they've they thought that they were over Meteor, that that they thought they moved on, but um having been confronted with this copy of, of Midi, they're they've realized that maybe they feel like they're not strong enough to move on and they would rather just, you know, be there forever with Midi instead of having to deal with the pain of, of losing, uh, of losing her again. And so I think for as much as Rico wants to save her friends um, and Rico has been specific in saying that she wants to save Nanachi and Midi. Um, so I think maybe Rico also thinks that this is too big of sacrificing well, I think I think Rico thinks that it might be worth sacrificing whatever she has to sacrifice because not only would she be rescuing Nanachi, but she might be, you know, bringing back uh, a friend that that Nanachi has lost. But um, I think Kaya was was basically trying to say that it would not be worth it. That you know you would be, and and again, it's it's hard to know if Kaya is still looking at it from a very kind of value, you know. Uh, yeah from a lost game perspective of like you are worth more 
than what is being offered here. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, Nanashi is still not in a good place. And we still, we actually really don't get any resolution on that at all, right? Uh, Rico doesn't go back or I, anything. I felt like they just walked out. Like they were just like, they did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, well, my, I, they did get distracted by the huge jelly cr- creature coming, right? Because they like, they heard the commotion, right? And then they're like, we got to go, right? Am I wrong? Did I make that up? No, not at all. But I, I lied a little bit because I, I, I guess the, what they did learn is that they talked to Wazukan. Oh, the villagers. And, yeah. And Wazukan explains that he thinks probably the only, the only thing of like value that they would uh, be able to trade uh, other than Rico's organs or whatever is um, Fapita. That they would have to basically take down Fapita. Or they would, they would have to go up against Fapita. Um, and that that would be, uh, to, to Wazukan, like the only possible alternative solution. Um, and Wazukan says, like, well, that's impossible. There's no way you're ever going to do it. But of course, Rico doesn't believe in the word impossible. And so that's that's what leads them to to kind of continue on that detour. And instead of going back to Bailoff and kind of haggling up over Rico's legs more, um, we, we start to learn more about, um, we're going to learn more about Fapita, the princess of the hollows because Voiko is going to finally spill the beans on the whole. So Fapita, I didn't think Fapita was the villain. Like, so I'm surprised that they want Fapita to be brought down. Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily about villainy. I think it's just about like. Because Bailiff doesn't like is, Papata, like it would be like. Something no, I think like it's. I think it's more of the because uh, they talk about here that Fapita is the like the embodiment of value, like that Fapita yeah. is like, like the the value just personified, right? And so yeah. if there was anything that was going to potentially be used to like buy out Bailoff and to buy back Nanachi and Midi, it would be Fapita. Yeah, um, but like, isn't that f- also messed up exchange? Like giving a, a Fapita. To bailiff, yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> not good, not good. You know what she did no. say? She was like, "What if I gave one eye?" And I was like, "That would actually not have been as bad." I mean, it's pretty terrible. But considering all the options, I was like, "Oh, one eye, yeah." I, I it's I feel so bad because my first thought was that uh, Rico would. Uh, Rico is the last person on earth that needs to be lacking in depth perception because she is barely alive as it is. I guess uh, she's so. constantly like, like she's already so constantly stumbling into completely life threatening situations that <laughs> lacking depth perception in the abyss would just be maybe the final straw. Oh my she's gosh, tripping off the cliffs. So for you, you're like, okay, actually, like maybe you should keep your eyes. Oh my yeah. god, too funny. Um, yeah, okay, so. I guess we kind of explained what was going on with Nanachi. Um, and we talked about Prushka. So the purple jello was, you said it was like a, a queen. I was kind of confused by like where this attack was coming from and like who that was. It was like a, it was like a colony of like worms that were congregated around a queen. Um, and we go figured out that like, because that there was like, they had like a gas gland or something that um, that's how we go figured out that, that they were operating as like lighter than air, which meant that they could be manipulated in a certain way. And interesting. Um, she's basically using her her knowledge of the biology of the creatures of the abyss to 
uh, her advantage because unlike the villagers, she ha she actually has knowledge of the world outside the village. So um, the villagers why, are fighting blind. Why were they attacking the village? Um, because they got lured in. Uh, they got lured. That's that's like the ritual of the luring is that the the village intentionally lures these creatures in. Um, in the worms to... specifically. I mean, I I think uh, it can be any creature really. I think so that when this they lured this creature in, they were like, "Oh, this is too much for us to handle." Essentially. Yeah, yeah, I think they bit off more than they could chew because even okay. uh, what's his name, uh, Jeromo, um, the sage that replaced Fuego as the other yeah. three sages. The, this guy, yeah, and the nutsack looking guy. <laughs> um, I know. I was like, "What is up with the animation here?" I know. But um, Jeromo is like the toughest of the toughies, and. Um, uh, I think even uh, Kayo, even Kayo was like surprised that Jeromo couldn't beat it because it was like, oh, he's like, he's got a sword. Like this is, that's what and he he's does. massive. He's I mean, it was kind of, this was kind of really fun action wise to watch because we saw like, um, like two Kaiju battles, essentially like the shopkeeper though didn't last long. Um, and then this one with Jeroni, is that how you say it? Jeromo? Jeromo, sorry, I like can't read my handwriting right now, but yeah, um, this is a pretty cool fight. This is a pretty cool battle for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess where do we think that the next episode is going to go? Because we've seen we see like this new Prushka whistle, and we see um, you know that Reg has like this enhanced ability now. Uh, I guess it's just kind of like, what do we think is next? And also, before we get into that, actually, can you talk to me about the three sages? Like, I'm like kind of confused. So we know that um, I'm going to say his name wrong again. The one that starts with a J. And then we had Jeremo. the Jeremo. And then we had the guy with the looks like a red and white yin yang face to me. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Wazir Kyung. Yeah. Um, so like the three sages were a part of that group. Um, that we saw with the young girl and before she turned and before her hair got all long and she was like chained up in some cavern and then mm -hmm. um, and Fapita, right? Like they were a part of that group, but we don't know who they are. Um, so, uh, no, so we know um, because Wazukan was, I mean, we know what we've seen so far. We know that Wazukan was the leader of the, um, the, ba -ba -ba, I forget the, the, I forget the, the, name the expedition. The, the yeah, they were called the, yeah, suicide the leader of the expedition, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it started with oh, a G. I should have written it down. Yes, um, Wazukan was the leader. Bailoff was was kind of basically like the second in command, and Voiko, the um, you know our 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 adorable long haired girl here. Voiko was the original third sage, um, but after whatever falling out happened that got her locked in. In the um, in the center of the village with all the goopy monsters, um, after that happened, then Jeromo, uh took her place. Okay, so who's the third sage? Him. Those are two. Well, who's oh Bailoff is the third one. Oh, dragon. Yeah. I didn't know Bailiff was. Remember, he, he, I thought Bailiff was just yeah. like a baddie, like on his own. Okay, so those are like the three most, I guess you would say, like the highest hollows of the village, right? 
Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were the ones in charge, and they're the, the most powerful, charge. probably, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, and they don't want, and, and they can't recognize Vero. Um, they have not. They haven't seen Voiko yet. Actually, um, Voiko's okay. gone out of her way to avoid them because um, she knows that they would probably not be super happy. Like, well, I guess what Kaya, Kaya was there, but yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Wazukyan was there, but it, it doesn't seem like he noticed Voiko. Voiko's kind of hiding out. And Kaya doesn't know who Voiko is at all. It doesn't seem doesn't seem like Kaya recognizes her. Okay. What in the hell is that creature in the bottom left corner? <laughs> you know, just another one of the hollows. It's fine. What is wrong with the creator of this? Like, sometimes I'm just like, I don't I don't know. It makes me low key not want to watch, but but I'm I'm this far now, so I got I got to stick with it. So, okay. Some so, fallacy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another interesting point was so we we now know that Reg. Well, I don't know if it's for sure, but it seems like Reg is a resident of the Golden City, right? Um. And like this is the yeah what we've been hearing about like so much. Like this is where where we think that Rico's mom could be, right? Well, at the very least, it's hinting more at wherever Rig actually came from because um, I know it was a couple weeks ago, last week, I think it was last week, um, it, uh, was when um, Rig got more information about how, um, you know, he's just one of many different kind of interface units that have been built to sort of explore and interact with things throughout the different layers. Mm -hmm. uh, but he just happens to be special, we discover, because he can go between layers. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're slowly learning more and more about like the origins of these artificial kind of um, these relic beings, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it does seem like the Golden City seems to be maybe the origin point or an origin point or at least a place where they can go for more answers. Hmm. Okay. Um. So I definitely thought that that was like something that kind of stuck out to me. Also, Arumi. Arumi. I don't remember. They said something about that at the end. Yeah, what is that? Oh, Irumui? Yeah, what is that? Um, <laughs> I was like... So I, I will say, I actually do know what that is now, but it would be kind of a spoiler for next week's episode. Uh, I, I, um, a little bit, yeah. yeah. I was, I was comparing some things um, across the episodes, and um, I got to this part, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to know. So I, I, I did read ahead just a teeny tiny little bit um just to kind of get an idea of what was what was coming next week um but i, I do i do know what that refers to and um okay well don't say anything i guess it's secret um well yeah i thought that this was a really um interesting episode i really like the action um with the whole jelly queen worm thingy majigs um i think like we kind of haven't had a lot of action you know we've had like a lot of heavy developments um and like really mm -hmm really like shitty things happening and scary things happening but that was like kind of like oh cool like some action you know um and i think that a lot of questions you know um like i'm just like what is this thing um what like how are they going to potentially bring down fafita like is that really a great way to exchange i really want to find out more about that whole expedition and i think it was kind of interesting because um i'm saying her name wrong the girl with the v name how do you say it uh, Voiko. 
Voiko. Voiko, I kind of was like, she was like, well, let me tell my story, right? And so I was like, oh, wow. So I think we're going to hear more about the expedition and like how everyone kind of like fell into their their places there, right? Um, so yeah, how, did, how did Bailoff become a, a giant dragon mask thing? That's a that's so quite I a wonder who who is the red and white yinging face guy? That's what so that's Wazukan. That's the um that's the, the leader guy, the captain with the blue hair. Yeah. Then who's the mm -hmm. big guy with the nutsack face? Uh I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we've met him. Interesting. Lots of um, questions. Lots of questions about this world. And the shopkeeper's dead, dead, huh? I mean, I think, well, it's it's still kind of unclear how death works. I know. It seems like so it but seems like they die, but then they can be they can kind of come back, right? Yeah, I mean, because like Ma, it, it really seemed like Ma was gonna like die oh, here, like. Like die, yeah. die, but dude, Ma should have died. Died when the first balancing happened. Like I was like, "There's no way we're seeing that character again." Then we see Ma walking around with the dog arm. We won't say what it, <laughs> what Lindsay refers to it as. Um, and then here, and I was just like, "I'm like you said, we're we're a little bit we're a little confused on how death happens here." But Mama's uh, still around. <laughs> I don't know. I, how I you know what? That. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm all right with Ma. Ma's all right with me. I Ma's you know, growing on you. Yeah, like I mean, is is the ass kind of unpleasant to look at? Yes. Um, do I love how? <laughs> do I love the obsession with Mania's butthole? No, I don't. But it it really does seem like that Ma's heart is in the right place. Um, this is like <laughs> the second sorry. time you could hear what you just said. And then you go, but it seems like Ma's heart is in the right place. I just, I mean, you know, Ma was getting ready to sacrifice themselves for 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 Rico, and that's like the second time that that they put themselves in in, in harm's way for Rico. So I feel like, no, I mean, redeem themselves. You got to no. stop squeezing Mania so hard for sure. That's like. I hope, Honestly, I, I hope look, Ma's learned that lesson. Look, Ma's but. protecting Minya now. So I'm like, you're right. Ma, Ma's had quite the redemption arc, to say the least. But anyway, I think that we're good, though. I think we covered everything. Is there anything else you want to say? Fi your final thoughts on the episode? Um, Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I liked the uptick in action. I like the uptick just in kind of hopefulness. Um, this is one of the first episodes in a long time that felt like a real adventure. Um, and it didn't end with anyone getting turned into a cartridge or, uh, you know, having their whole sense of self broken and shattered apart or anything like that. So that was nice. Yeah. Dude, look time. at the guy in the bottom, like, right corner. What is wrong with this guy? I'm Wait, tired which of it. Which one? The dark, like, with the, like, slit eyes. I mean, what does that look like? Oh, sure. Oh, I mean, we all know what that looks like. But, you know, that little bear is pretty cute. And that's only kind of phallic. That little that little pink bear is only a little a little phallic. It's ridiculous that in this show we have to be like, well, that one's only a little phallic. Like I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, anyway, does, Mo yeah. does Moogie look like Jails? I can't remember. Oh yeah, no, I guess I guess Moogie does kind of look like Jails. Just maybe a little more hidden, but it's yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, on that fine note, thank you everyone for watching Anime News Network's The A&N After Show. Um, James, you were awesome per usual, and I know everyone's been missing Lindsay. Don't worry, she will be back. We missed her too. But thanks for joining everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.